Welcome to Central Queensland Region's Leading and Learning Podcast. These are informal conversations between leaders about educational issues and initiatives. We share them to inspire and inform you so that you may have a greater influence through your instructional leadership. the traditional custodians of the land across central Queensland on which we play, learn and work. I respect and honour Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander educators listening. I recognise the stories, traditions and living cultures of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this land and commit to building a brighter future together. Hi, I'm Trudy Graham, your host for the show. I'm an Assistant Regional Director in Central Queensland Region and I'm based in Rockhampton. And today I'm really excited to welcome to the show Lisa Wayman, Deputy Principal at Mackay West State School and with her Tracy Dolzen, the Head of Special Education Services also at Mackay West. Welcome Lisa and Tracy, it's great to have you as a part of the show. Thanks, Thanks Tracy. Now, hey, in typical CQ style, let's kick off with a one-word barometer. How are you? And our conversation starter, I think it's perfect for today, what do you remember about starting school? Lisa, let's go to you. Uh, my one word would be excited. Uh, we're at the moment talking about the classes for next year and getting our new little kinder kids coming to prep so I'm very excited which actually links with the starter question because when I think back to my first day of school I just remember having this oversized uniform and getting to go with my brother and two sisters to school finally the big school so just a really big sense of excitement and enjoyment about being a big kid in the big school. And my word's excited as well because um, there's a lot of fun things happening and we're getting ready for school next year and we've got a, a number of children coming with disabilities who are also excited and parents are excited as well, which is a great start. Um, and the one thing that I can remember of school is um, waving goodbye to mum and mum in tears crying as she walked out the door because she wanted to stay. So <laughs> that I've told her that I was a big girl and she needed to go. So, um, yeah, that was my start for school. That's great. And my one word is curious. I'm really curious to hear about the work at Mackay West in terms of transitions and getting little people ready for school. And I have to say in terms of um, what I remember about starting school, I actually don't remember anything at all. I, I, I have nothing. I do remember my first year at school and I remember my beautiful year one teacher, um, but I don't actually remember the first day. So I'm going to chalk that up that um, whatever they did must have been very successful because it was clearly very smooth and unmemorable. So, uh, so let's now dive in and let's hear about the work that you both have been involved in at Mackay West and tell us about what you're putting in place with your transitions for little people prior to school and, and having their start at your school. Um, well, in 2019, I began the journey at Mackay West, coming over from Northview State School. And Tracy, luckily, is my sidekick and partner in crime, um, has been here for seven years. So 
when we began 2019, um, our principal was Ray Lee Cox, and we saw a really tumultuous start to the school year. So we had um, identified in the first week of school that there were seven children who weren't coping with the school system. Even just the first five minutes of school was traumatic. Um, they were highly upset. The parents were anxious. There was lots of tantrums and physical um, activities happening across all four of our prep classrooms. When we delved deeper, we noticed that seven of these children had not been to a kindy or daycare setting prior to school. And we also noticed that we had a high number of students out of the 85, probably close to 25, who had not seen a paediatrician and had some sort of speech or um, medical condition that probably needed to be addressed um, as early as possible. So we needed to have a really hard look at why our school wasn't prepared for these students and what we could do to create better transitions with our, we have nine feeder kindies. So we needed to work out how do we get ready for children um, at our school. So we undertook, Tracy and I and Rayleigh Cox, the principal at the time, really delved deep using the inquiry cycle and identified what other schools were doing in our region and what the research was saying that we could do to make improvements around our transition process. So prior to 2019, the school had a um, playgroup while the parade was run on the junior campus. Our school is quite unique. We've got two campuses. On the junior campus, I um, am the deputy principal and we have prep and year one. And then on the senior campuses, year two to six. So we are lucky in the sense that we've just got a prep one early years campus. Um, so in that scan and assess, we really delved into the AEDC data to look at our area and why we had seen such dramatic changes in our clientele um, and what we could do to improve that. So we invited regional office and early years network um, members to come and meet with Mackay West State School and they could run us through our data in a little bit more detail. And when we did delve deeper, we identified that in our area, we actually had close to 30% of students coming into school um, who were vulnerable in two or more domains, which compared to the rest of Mackay was only at about eight or 9%. So we really did have to pick up our socks and start making changes to make ourselves ready for those children. So from meeting with regional office, we identified the need to celebrate state schools and we included and invited all of the Southside schools to make an early years network. So we thought the more great ideas we had and the more we combined with other schools, we could make transitions to all state schools a little bit smoother and work together in that forum. So one of the big changes that we made was creating the Early Years Network and we have close to 50 early year educators um, who are a part of that. So it started as Mackay West with our nine feeder kindies and we would meet each term, share the data, look at the differences between curriculum and pedagogy between kindies and uh, schooling. 
We would also share knowledge. So we asked the kindy teachers to unpack transition statements for our teachers to understand what are we actually reading and um, how can this inform our practice. From that, we really wanted to say, let's invite other schools. So we included other schools in around term three, 2019. And that was when we knew we could make huge gains as a big team. And we broke off into three working parties this year, one being around curriculum and pedagogy, one around transitions between the three schools, and the other one, which is the health and um, well-being, where we can invite health professionals. And that one was more driven because of those students who turned up at our school who could have had probably a diagnosis earlier and support from the health facilities uh, before coming to school. So that was one big body of work that we did um, outside of just Mackay West State School and continues to grow every term and we're making really big gains uh, from that. Wow. It sounds like that network that was created was became a very rigorous exchange of professional knowledge between all the parties involved. And with nine feeder kindies, the relationships and the partnerships with them have clearly grown over time. So um, maybe Tracy, you'd like to tell us around how how that partnership with those kindies has evolved and, and what and how you engage with them now. Sure. So um, we still go and meet with the kindies. So pretty much. Um, we're talking to kindies throughout the year, obviously through our network meetings. So we're having that touch base all the time of those children who we know are coming into West. Um, and then the same with the other schools, they have that touch base with um, the kids that are also going to their schools as well. So um, really um, by you know term two, term three, we start to know which kids are coming to which schools. Um, and that's where we've had the luxury, I suppose, of being able to, myself, um, as well as the Deputy Lisa, going out and actually meeting these children um, in their kindy settings and talking to the teachers, getting strategies, um, etc. So a couple of terms, obviously, before the beginning of the following year. Then by term four, we're looking at um, transitioning some of our vulnerable kids as well as students with disabilities. And some of those programs involved last year um, doing the actual um, individual transitions where those kids couldn't actually be a part of the bigger transitions of the pre-prep groups. Um, so then we sort of branched up and did individual transitions for some of those kids that needed that, as well as the parents as well. Um, one student in particular, he has quite high anxiety. So we just started off with mum coming in for five minutes every morning and then taking him again, um, which then got led a bit further to, you know, um, mum just walking outside the door and sitting outside for five minutes. So we started extending that and um, he's doing really well this year um, at school with drop-offs and everything. He's like, bye mum and off, he, off she goes. So that's worked really well um, for us. And once again, we're still touching base with kindies um, this year and getting our ready for our clientele that's coming through. Um, yeah, and then of course we have the classroom teachers and teacher aides also going to the kindies as well and actually seeing them in these children in the kindy setting too. What I really heard then, Tracy, was you actually have a differentiated approach even for transitions, which yeah. is amazing. 
Can you talk to us a little bit more, perhaps, um, Lisa, around the universals, if we use the tiers, what are the universal uh, supports that are in place for the students as they transition? So our tier one, so our universal is we have our pre-prep program that begins in semester two every week. Um, Every Wednesday morning from 9 till 11, we open our library playroom and I release a prep teacher to come and run that program. It is about becoming familiar with our school environment. It's not about learning or having to do literacy and numeracy. So it's about engaging with our school, uh, looking at the environment, meeting our teachers and becoming familiar with the faces. And our goal around pre-prep program is that School starts next year on day one with no tears from any of our children, perhaps a lot from the parents, which is normal, um, but none from our students. And we saw that this year from having implemented all of these practices last year, uh, 9 a.m. on the first day of school 2020, I thought I had no job uh, because all the prep kids were sitting in class happy and healthy. So uh, with the pre-prep program, when we see our tier two and tier three students, our high risk and high needs, they were overwhelmed by this room full of children and parents. Um, so we really needed to come up with strategies, which is where Tracy and I developed um, other areas that we could do with those children. So instead of them coming on a Wednesday, they would come on a Thursday each week and come in, meet still the teacher, come and become familiar through the pre-prep program, but as a smaller group. And during that pre-prep program, we had health professionals come so that parents could see that there were health professionals they could go and speak to before coming to prep. Um, we made sure that there was lots of education around school, what's a healthy lunchbox, any questions that those parents had. We have a high um, multicultural school as well. so. One of the big things of the pre-prep program isn't just about the kids. When they're having their snack food, uh, we provide a huge feast for our parents so they can make um, really big connections. So a school of 650, trying to make it feel like a community school and that there's lots of connections happening with those parents and especially with those children who do have um, some diverse needs that we could really delve in and meet with them on those Wednesday mornings. We'd also put our SEP teacher aid on the pre-prep program so that when they did transition from individual um, daily pre-prep, coming in, getting familiar, wearing one of our shirts so they could feel comfortable, then when we knew they were ready and the parent was ready, we would invite them into our whole universal pre-prep program so that then they could come become familiar with those parents so by the end of term four, every child, whether they're a tier one, two or three, were attending our regular pre-prep program successfully and taking part with music lessons, PE lessons and parades. So they were ready for 2020 yeah. or 21. <laughs> yeah, year's nearly done. We're, we're going to 21. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what other things have you got in your program that you do to support students, parents and even your teachers in this transition space? Uh, 
one of the things that uh, we really find important is the connections with the families and the communities. So while pre-prep is running, Tracy and I are doing one-on-one -on -one interviews with the parents and trying to find out their needs and any concerns that they have. So to start term four, we've already completed 60 interviews with our prep parents. And so we already have an understanding of their needs. And that way, when I'm releasing teachers this term to go and do kindy visits, it's more aligned to knowing exactly that child and what strategies the teachers can take from the kindy teachers and become experts about that child. So one of the big plans in our inquiry cycle, the review stage is always happening in schools. So this year we're really excited because our teachers go on two kindy visits um, a week, each of our prep teachers, as we've got the nine feeders. And then next year, we've actually budgeted between the three schools. So Mackay Central, Vic Park and Mackay West State School, we are funding as a school um, we are employing a kindergarten teacher for the first four weeks and she will go around to our nine feeder schools and will release the kindergarten teachers to come into our setting and then give us advice around particular children. So we're really looking forward to that side of it because we've been having the privilege of learning about kindergartens, but our kindergarten teachers haven't had the privilege of coming into our settings and learning about what our expectations are of these children. So we're hoping to align that more closely this year. Wow, wow, that is so innovative and how exciting for everyone involved. Like, yeah, that, that's gonna be great to watch what comes from that. Yeah, and I guess the other thing too that we do, which is normally happens in fourth term is, um, if we do know that there's children coming through with disabilities and and are requiring resources, etc., we will normally send the hose as an SDP teacher and a teacher aid out into those settings um, and gather all the resources that we can and have them already duplicated, ready for the first day of um, term one following yeah. year. And on backing on to Tracy, um, once our SEP teachers and teacher aides have gone in and identified these students who do have diverse learning needs, we kind of mimic their environment and we mimic their resources. So for example, we had uh, five nonverbal ASD children coming into our prep environment this year and very high needs, um, could be violent and really needed to have the same type of environment they were coming from. So we completely changed the layout of our school around so that all our prep classrooms were right near the playground so that if they needed that space, they could go out and utilise it. Um, any resources such as um, chairs and sensory toys, we purchased the same that they were using within their kindy environment so they could do it in uh, the school. And the other big thing that came with our uh, as, as students with disabilities was the training for our staff. So not only was it our prep and ones, but our whole prep six got trained around resources that would support our students in prep. So PECS was one of our biggest ones that we did on the pupil free days. Um, we also do lots of speech work autism. So Tracy's an autism coach and really make sure that we do weekly PDs for our teacher aides and all our staff around strategies that will help those students more in the classroom. Yeah, it's a significant investment in building capability. 
for everyone, not just the prep teachers. I guess our pupil-free days too are used to um, get to know the students as well. So we actually put together a big um, slideshow and go through different strategies, likes, dislikes, um, pretty much getting to know that child. So that's across all staff, including teacher aides, office staff and grounds people as well. So I'm curious about the transition packs for teachers. Can you tell me about that? So I begin in term three when the pre-prep program is on. I am the one who's visiting the kindy still in term three. Um, and I'm doing the interviews with the parents. I'm the lucky one who gets all the information. Um, so I start collating packs around children. So any information I gain from the parents, any medical or anything like that, we, we put into a pack. Once I have our initiative to get interviews done early and quickly is that they can receive each month, starting in term three, a free uniform pack if they've had an enrolment interview and a free uh, book pack per month. And that gets us those lots and lots of interviews in term three, which means I can make classes and um, allocate my teachers early term four. So I've already got the teachers notified who are the prep teachers for 2021 and I've already started allocating kids to the teachers. So then I have a little pack that becomes my prep A, prep B, prep C, prep D and in that pack as I'm allocating students I'm putting in their transition statements, any information from their parents, observations that we have made through our pre-prep program or our visits to the, uh, the kindy settings so that when the teacher receives that, which will be given to them in week eight of this term, they will be able to unpack their class for next year. And then in week nine, I give each prep teacher a day off and they um, have their own interviews with those parents for 15 minutes to get any more information they would like about their children. And then in week 10, we do the meet the teacher and the whole class and um, parents can do the drop-off and have a cup of tea while the kids get to meet their classroom teacher in the classroom. It's so considered. You've thought of everything. It was a hard year. <laughs> <laughs> Not tw 2019 was a very hard year, Trudy. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, and I mean, that was only last year, so what you now have in place, you know, is, is, is just amazing in terms of practice. And I just believe that um, schools and people listening in are just going to get so many wonderful little gems and tips and, that they can run with and put into place as a result of hearing your story. So thank you. Um, we haven't talked about information sessions or prep open days. So can you talk a little bit about those as well before we wrap up? Yeah, so the um, prep information sessions, we have um, two sessions that run overnight. Um, one was um, term three, um, and that was a, we try and make it so that it's definitely after school, but we try and change times around just a little bit um, for parents who obviously work. Um, all the prep teachers um, who are currently prep teachers for this year um, attend those sessions um, when we go through slideshows. So, slide so what the healthy lunch is, um, you know, what to bring to prep, um, the uniform, etc. So they, that one's run in term three and then we just have one last Tuesday night, just gone, um, for the other prep information session as well. 
We also um, try to have kindies coming into our school setting as much as possible. It was a bit harder this year with COVID. Um, so we always invite our nine feeder kindies to our under eights day. We have lots of visits throughout term three and term four, opposite to the days of pre-prep, because there are lots of children who attend kindy or childcare five days a week and cannot come to our pre-prep program. So we open it up and have afternoon fun days where they can come to the centre on a time that suits them. We also have this next Friday is our first transition day and it's not just for pre-prep, into prep. We actually do a early years transition program in Term 4 at Mackay West, which has started from last year. That is where Next week, our pre-prep children will go into the prep classrooms in little rotations and meet all of our prep teachers for 15 minutes and do a little fun activity. At the same time, our prep children will go to our year one teachers for next year and start the same thing, do a rotation. And our year one children will go over to the year two area on the big campus, which they're very excited about, and do the transition. So that they're starting to feel familiar with their new environment and new classroom setting. The other thing that really um, we identified in that initial inquiry cycle that I think has had a big impact on Mackay West State School is that we knew that there were families who weren't going to a kindy or a daycare centre and they did have health or trauma or needs that the family needed support with, but they didn't know where to go. So one of our big ideas was how were we going to touch base with those people. So at, in term three, when we're starting our pre-prep program, we do a drop-off. So I go to every uh, medical centre, community centre, drop off a big pile of colourful flyers and big posters, and we hang those up in all medical centres and anywhere that we believe that parents would congregate in some sort of capacity. And then we also, um, by bribing my staff with chocolate, we do flyer drops. So I make up packs of 500 flyers and everyone allocates themselves a section of Mackay and we bombard the whole of Mackay with Mackay West State School flyers, um, promoting enrolment and, and promoting our pre-prep program. Through that, we have had um, this year alone eight families who have turned up from pre-prep who do not go to a kindy setting or a, um, a daycare centre. Some are because of funding, some are because they didn't know, and some are um, they just didn't have the confidence to attend anywhere. So with a few of those people, I was able to touch base with our feeder kindies and try and work out a deal with the funding. And so they've been now going to kindy for the last few few months. Um, the other ones are at least coming to pre-prep and getting some sort of um, social skills and making friends so that they all start with a friend for next year. So that was a really big change that we have identified as well. And I guess just going on from that, Trudy, um, the health and wellbeing group, um, we're also looking at putting in place a play group with across, um, it's going to run across the three settings also, hopefully starting in 2021, which is also going to be like a hub of services. So having um, head of paediatrics involved as well as social workers um, 
as well as speech language pathologists, OTs, etc. And that person is going to run across the three schools um, and run playgroups from zero to fives um, and connecting those families with services um, as well. So they're the families, um, obviously due to the COVID and everything like that as well. So these are families with trauma backgrounds, um, might not have transport to get somewhere. So by offering it to the three different schools, there's no wrong door. So kids might go to Mackay Central, but in the end might come to West, um, which is fine. So we're sort of looking at that as well at the moment. It's something that's going to hopefully start next year. You really have described such a comprehensive service and support for families and their and their children. It's just amazing work. And I can see you both love it. <laughs> I think so, that was why our word was excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in wrapping up, are there any other uh, messages or thoughts that you wanted to share? I think when we uh, look back and reflect, the first goal around this, as much as we're talking about children um, and transitions, the big goal was why are we competing with our state school down the road? Why aren't we working together? And why aren't we promoting all state schools and having a very consistent transition process so that we all have the same things? So when parents go to um, go shopping for schools, Mackay West Central State School and Mackay West, um, Victoria Park State School are all selling and talking the exact same language. Wow, and that's a credit to the collective of those three schools. It's just really impressive. Yeah. And Tracy, was there anything from you? I guess just watch this space next year um, around the Health and Wellbeing Committee that we've got together and um, hopefully we can get that up and running, which, running, which is going to then help um, you know, kids coming into schools as well and families. So will I book you now for an episode for uh, Term 4 2021 for the, for the follow-up? <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know if it works. That's great. We're getting lots of buy-in, which is good, from community, so that's good. Well, look, thank you so much for sharing what you've done at Mackay West. Uh, the experience and the journey you've been on is just so, like I said, comprehensive. And I'm sure that there are so many takeaways in your story that other schools and communities will benefit from. So thank you to both of you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And look, uh, I think you both listened to the podcast, so you would be aware that we wrap up with the fast five uh, that aren't so fast. So are you both ready to play? Yes, yeah. and we're going to try and be fast. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do this. So uh, first question, when and where was your first teaching appointment? Lisa, let's go with you first. Uh, I started teaching in 2000 at Jambin State School with my principal being Bruce Torrens. Um, I had a preschool one, two and three classroom with 38 children. Wow. So I learned a lot that first year. Um, I started in 2001 and my class was a 6-7 class on Palm Island. Um, I then went into special ed in my second year there and was there for the three years, ended up staying for three years. Um, and my last year was actually when the riots took place over there. Such diverse backgrounds from both of you. It's a great contrast. Okay, Lisa and Tracy, when you think about your work, what was the last thing that made you smile? Uh, every day when I walk around in the morning before school bell rings 
and I get cuddles and hugs and smiles from all my Prep 1 students who just have big smiles and are excited for the start of the school day. That makes me happy. Um, and mine is really celebrating the small achievements that um, some of our children with disabilities and some of our vulnerable children are actually making at the moment, um, which is letting them to be happy, which makes us happy. Yeah, that's our reward, isn't it? Yeah. Why we do the work we do. Okay, what's your best book or film recommendation? Now, that was a hard one because I love, love, love books. But my ultimate favourite is The Bronze Horseman by Paulina Simons. Um, not only because it's one of those romance novels, easy to read, but I am a history buff and studied it at uni and it's full of history about Russia, uh, Germany and World War II. Um, books at the moment, I'm doing a bit of research at the moment through university, so I really don't have time to read, you know, <laughs> other books apart from research books. Um, but a recommendation film would be I Am Sam um, due to the greatness of inclusion and what that can look like. Well, we got a book and a film, so we love that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite quote? Uh, I have gone by for many a year. You only live once, but if you do it right the first time, once is enough by Mae West. That's a great one. Thank you. And, and uh, Tracy? Yeah, inclusion is not tolerance. It is unquestioned acceptance. Great. And so fitting for the conversation we've had today. Okay, now I'm really curious, what are you going to recommend? As far as things to see in CQ, what's our best kept secret? Oh, look, I'm a Mackay born and bred girl, so I'm going to have to say Finch Hatton Gorge uh, near Mackay. Beautiful crystal waterfalls and watering holes and there's little pockets of oasis there. And mine would be Yungla, which is close to Finch Hatton um, and it's known for its rainforest. Now you're making me jealous because you know, <laughs> those kind of environments are not found around Rockhampton. So <laughs> good excuse to go and travel and see the best parts of our region. Well, look, I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Thanks both um, Lisa and Tracy for your time and for sharing, uh, you know, the journey that has been at Mackay West in terms of setting up great transition for the children and the families as they start school and making it such a successful one and I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Trudy. If you have suggestions or recommendations for future episodes or you'd like to give us the gift of feedback, you can email us at cqcommunications at qed.qld.gov.au. If you have enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app you will find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer. If you know of an educational leader in central Queensland who may also enjoy listening to the conversations, please help us spread the word by telling them about the podcast or forwarding the email that comes each fortnight with the show notes. Thank you for listening to Central Queensland Region's Reading and Learning Podcast. We trust this conversation has given you the information and inspiration to lead so that every student in our region succeeds.